I know the winter season just begun here in Central Texas, but it's actually the ideal time to start talking about your HVAC unit or your air conditioning. I'm Sean Clinch, the host of Stories Inside the Man Cave podcast, and our partners and friends at Honest Plumbing and Air. They are the ideal group and set of people who will take care of you because we all know our summers are long and hot, and if you think your AC unit is on the brink, Right now, the winter season is the best time price-wise because we're all looking for bargains. We're all looking for an idea to fit things into our budget. So give Honest Plumbing and Air a call at the number on your screen, 512-238-2058. Honest Plumbing and Air, where a handshake still means something. Hey, the best to ever do it, and that's not arguable. That is fact. Nick Saban, well, he's calling it quits. We're going to dive deep into it. Let's talk about it. Before you ask, you ought to see the other guy. And, you know, I took one of the hardest hits of the entire game. And unlike some of our players who have to go to the medical tent, like I always say, they don't make them like they used to. <laughs> Nick Saban, done, calls it quits. And, of course, I couldn't think of anyone else better. Even though we call these little mini episodes, let's talk about it. I had to talk to our guy, Stevie Lee. What's going um, on, man? On the pass rush. Man, I hate to, that we – You know, we usually have a break, and we're doing these post-football season every other week, that being the pass rush with the guy, Stevie Lee. Man, it's good. It's just a lot happening for the middle of a week. The coaching carousel continues, right? God. He's right back at it. But the biggest news, man, that's crazy. That's Nick Saban retiring. And before we move forward, man, we got to give a shout-out to uh, our Grove Roofing and Stevie knows a little bit about them. That he sums it up in one sentence. Hargrove Roofing. Know who's on your roof. That's right. We love the Hargroves. They're family to us. Absolutely. Yeah, man. Nick Saban. I mean, we knew it would happen. Everything, every good thing ends story of life. But were you mentally prepared for this whatsoever? No, it, it caught me by surprise, man. Um I figured that um, Melro had another year, right? That he yeah. has. Well, he's a. What year is he? I think he's got one more year. I maybe more wrong. year. I thought that he would go out with him, and they have another run at it next year. I mean, they were in the college football playoffs last year or this this season, and um, have at least one more run at it. Uh, but no, it wasn't on my radar at all, man. Um, when I saw the news flash, I was like, "What?" That means I'm getting old. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, look at this. 17 years at Alabama, 29 losses, six national championships, but seven total as a college football head coach at one at LSU. And you combine everywhere he's been, Toledo, Michigan State, LSU, and Bama, it's almost 300 wins. I mean – and that's just, I mean, he is, he surpassed Bear Bryant. 
Yeah, um, and I, I don't think that you're off by saying he's the greatest college football coach um, ever. Um, I mean, am I am I wrong, or what do no, you think? I think the no, I'm going to go ahead and say ever. I mean, you can yeah. go back into the old college legends like Amos <laughs> Alonzo, the uh, just some really good coaches. That have Daryl Royal, uh, Bo Schembechler. Um, there's so many. If you, it depends what generation you're talking about. Um, there's so many. I mean, and I vouch to say that you've got to keep it to the college game. Um, he is the best to ever do it because in this modern era, to have the dynasty that he had, and someone could argue the dynasty. Um, was limited because there weren't as many back-to-back. But still, to be relevant, nationally relevant, and relevant to the top four or five in the country every year. And even Mac Brown during your years, I mean, and Bob Stoops. I mean, there's been some great coaches. But since he took over at Alabama, and he did it at LSU, I mean, it's he took a break there to try coaching and in, in the NFL level with the Dolphins went back to the college game. But even when you were playing, what did you think of uh, Nick Saban? Cause he was at LSU when you were at Texas. Yeah. We actually played Nick Saban when we uh, played LSU in the cotton bowl. <clears throat> uh, and we beat him. <laughs> so I was never, <laughs> I was never scared of Nick Saban, man. Come on. Uh, <laughs> but um, you know, Roy Williams had to go off in that game for us to even win that game. And he he really did. Um, And then they lost to us in a cotton bowl. And then next year is when they went on to win the national championship at LSU. Beat Oklahoma. Yeah. And so, um, you know, he, he always put together um, a great coaching staff. We get, we know because the coach that we got came off from under his tree, you know, um, and the people that are, are, are rumored to take over his position are mostly most guys are under his tree as well. Yeah. yeah. So naturally, we knew. I think you and I could have predicted this, but naturally, Sark is being listed as a potential uh, successor. I'm just gonna before Man. you get your feedback, Stevie. I got to put this out there. I don't envy anyone. Who follows up Saban? Yeah, it's big, big shoes to fill right behind them, you know. But uh, for me, though, man, I don't, I don't see Sark or his wife L'Oreal moving back to Tuscaloosa, Alabama. I mean, you got everything you need right here in beautiful, sunny Austin, Texas, where <clears throat> L'Oreal can do whatever she wants to do. Here in town, well, all the shopping that she needs to do here in town. Um, they shoot down to San Antonio to some Spurs games, you know, shoot over to Houston, shoot over to Dallas, and and hang out here in in Austin. This is from what they're going to be building here. What what Sark is building here at the University of Texas. You don't want to you don't want to go and start it all over in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. You know? No, I get it. I get it. Yeah. I, I think 
I think it's down to two people. I mean, well, first of all, let me ask you this. I'll, I'll say this. Davo Swinney has to be one of them, and Lane Kiffin has to be the other. Um, but what does what's going to be expected? I mean, what if they start having a marginal year where they're winning eight, nine games? It can happen. It has happened before. Yeah, it, and you're right. It can happen, and, you know, um, <laughs> there, there are some good names out there for coaching-wise, right? And so – you know, it, it, I think um, honestly, I think this caught us by surprise, but I don't know if it caught the the uh, Alabama athletic department by the surprise. Really? Hopefully, it didn't. Hopefully, he gave him a heads up, and you need to get a short list together. You know, so um, uh, so I'm I'm thinking that they may have something, and and they may have some some down years because you know. Like like we said, that um, those are some huge shoes to fill, and I hope they give whomever they get in there some grace. Um, but you know they may get someone in there that keep the the current staff together, and just manage the whole team. You know, cohesiveness. Um, and he's leaving. It seems like he's left the program <laughs> in a good spot. Back in the FP, the great run they had, winning the SEC. It's not like they've. You know how Mac went out. He went out eight and five that final year. Yeah. Um, but my my deal is I I want to venture to throw this out at you. Surely, surely, this would not be released unless they have someone either locked up or seriously in conversations with about a deal, trying to work out a deal. That that's that's what I'm thinking. Um, and also you release this. When recruits can flip, you know, so these recruit, they, these coaches got to be on the phone with these recruits is like, we got something, we got a plan. We got, we got something under our belt, just uh, hang tight for a couple of days. And it's going to be a, you know, you know what I mean? They got to yeah. be doing something like that, you know? So um, it, it's, 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 you know, mitigating losses, I guess, and trying not to, lose so many recruits coming to Alabama. But um, I think for me, it would probably, it would probably behoove them to try to keep that whole staff together and try to just get someone um, at the head figure, you know? Yeah. It's, it's a, it's, that's a, this is a seismic wave that has gone through in college football. So I think tomorrow we'll start to hear about the recruits and what they're going to be doing. That they that some that have committed there and and see if they're staying committed. You're going to have one or two, three, four fall off and decommit, or say that they're going to start looking elsewhere. But I think um, Alabama athletic department know what they're doing. I, I think. Yeah. Uh, no, they man. knew what they're doing. Uh, by hiring Nick and giving him the money that he uh, deserved, and um, and and also giving that that staff what they needed to be successful. So they, I think they know what they're doing down there. Um, Alabama has enough money for them to um, to go out there and get anyone that they want. Um, but they got to keep the team together because 
this is a whole new new deal where the players can leave now too. Yeah, you know, um, and, and transfer going to transfer portal. Um, we got it. We we're gonna wait and see tomorrow in the next couple of days if they're even gonna be players uh, jumping ship now too. So this it, this is not this is the this is the beginning to see what else is gonna happen at at um, down in Tuscaloosa. Stevie, I want to say, and I got to go back and look because the, the portal deal changes. I want to say that if that this is kind of strategic if my dates are accurate. I think the deadline for players to enter the portal was January 8th. Right. And and you might be right. Oh, he, he announced his retirement after the date. That's strategic. Um that's the same thing um, Bob Stoops did over at Oklahoma after the kids um, after signing day is when he retired. You know, uh, but anyway, I I can I can get on a soapbox for that. But um, you might be right, but they can't. Doesn't it open back up after spring? That see, I, I'm just fall? I'm just I can't. It's hard for me to keep up with it all because it is. It's not that it's changing drastically as far. The portal, just like signing periods, there are different periods. And this is the quiet period, too, Mm -hmm. from my understanding, as far as recruiting. There were recruits caught off guard by this. Yeah. Especially those who who have not signed yet. Right. Or being recruited at the moment. Um, The other – Coach, that's of note that Bo Davis came back to Texas, did a great job, had that big run on the bus uh, two years ago, three years ago, um, in Ames, Iowa, going back to where it all started. And his son, apparently, I think, transferred from southeast Louisiana to LSU so he can coach his son. I can't blame him for that, but this is a bigger loss for Texas than people realize. Huge loss. It's a huge loss. He was um he's I think he's the best defensive lines coach in the country. Um he showed you by uh, grooming a Outland trophy winner this year. Um I've seen him in practice. He knows exactly what he's talking about. He knows how to relate to the kids. And the kids uh, know how to respond to him. So, um, getting someone in here that's gonna, you know, uh, pick up where he left off is gonna. And and, and our D line has big shoes to fill. It's it's gonna be. Uh, I mean, we got some. We had some good backups, but losing Murphy and um, Trevandre, those are huge shoes to fill. And now we got to fill the coaching spot too. So. Um, you know, Sark, this is why we pay Sark to go out there and find them, you know, <laughs> you got to find the next big ones, man. Yeah. I really appreciate, I hate this because we're, you know, but we're talking about an end of something great, but yeah, I think we all knew that, uh, the, the time was coming. Just did not expect that. I mean, do you even think Pete Carroll, who is no longer the Seahawks head coach after I think 14 seasons. You yeah. don't think that that's a possibility to bring him to Tuscaloosa? I, they can, man. I mean, they got the money to bring him down there. Um, 
You go from where, where did he go from USC to Seattle? He went from LA to Seattle to Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Man, <laughs> but get a, uh, a change of pace, you know, a, a good change of pace. But um, that could happen, man. Um, but I also thought about my beloved coach, Coach Brown. Uh, the two oldest coaches in college football were Nick Saban and Mac Brown. Now Mac Brown is the oldest coach in college football. When is he going to hang it up? I mean, he he did his time on ESPN, had a real cush job flying back and forth to different games and uh, making appearances all over ESPN. And he said, you know what? I want to get back into coaching. I don't so when is he going to go back to that ESPN seat, you know? I bet Mac and Sally finally. I'd say if it's not soon, it's within the next five years. Yeah, they. I think Mac. Yeah, you're I was, seventy-two I'm, years old, man. You're seven years past retirement age, still out there um, running around with kids at a high level, you know. So and re- recruiting and man, he just got it, and it's uh, got a little swagger to him. Yeah, he does. He does. I, I actually. I like seeing him when he comes back for his uh, fundraiser here in Austin because he is Jordan brand down from head to toe in the powder blue, man. It's it's so cool. He got out. He went, we went to, um, I went played his golf tournament and he gets out uh, of the uh, truck with some Jordan one Lowe's golf shoes. And I just said, coach, I wear a size 15, man. He's like, all right, I got you. I haven't <laughs> seen those shoes yet. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, Mac Mac um is the um uh, the oldest college uh, active college football coach right now, man. So hats off to him still doing it. Yeah, I think that's big, man. That's 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 pretty cool. Uh, yeah. We've seen some greats. Uh, I'll be honest with you, I never I never did get to meet Coach Saban. I don't of all the greats that I've been able to interact with, I've never met Coach Saban at all. Yeah. Never did. Did you? I didn't meet him face to face, but he called. He called uh my house uh trying to flip me and Philip. Um Philip Geiger. He he came to Texas. We went to high school together and we came to college together. Um I had already I had Committed to Mac Brown and the University of Texas around December of 99. It's like mid to end of December of 99. And then after the season, um, LSU hired him. And he called the house, right? When he he got hired, got the job, he called my house. And I'm like, I already committed to Texas and I'm going to Texas. And he's like, good luck, you know. Then I didn't know who he was, who Nick Saban would have gone come up to be. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. yeah Nick Saban wasn't Nick Saban then at the time, you know. No. Um, but uh I I told him no, turn him down and, and stay with my uh my choice at the University of Texas and still love that choice, you know. Uh even though LSU won a national championship while I was in college, you know, I could have been on one of those teams. And a lot of my friends was on that those teams. I played against a lot of those guys in Louisiana. And I played. I played with um, some of those guys on the D line. Uh, Byron Dawson, uh, my linebacker Philip Maxwell. He was at LSU. Um, uh, Hester, you remember the running back Hester? Yeah, he was behind yeah. us, but uh, he went to my high school as well. Um, uh, 
Then there was uh, Josh and Abram Booty. There was Cisco Perkins. There was Robert Davis. All those guys are from Evangel. So we had a, a little pipeline from Evangel to um, LSU. And, um, you know, Nick Saban thought he was going to open that pipeline back up with me and Phillip. But we, we came on over to Texas. Changed it up. Yeah. Redirected the talent. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> pipeline to Austin, Texas, baby. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. Man, it's – oh, I, 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 it'll be it'll be fun to see – how all this transpires we've seen it happen but we never we've not seen it by the best to ever do it yeah you know, there's a big it. splash today it was it was a stop what you're doing and, and and see if this is true and i got multiple dings on my phone i was like yeah this dude is retiring this is crazy i don't know what they're doing down there in tuscaloosa right now but then i saw i, I was telling you i saw that uh, they're celebrating over in auburn of course <laughs> Tumor's corner. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. It's, yeah, it's college football, man. You got to love it, man. <laughs> well, you, speaking of the SEC, did you see the jersey that one of the recruits for Texas was on his visit, and they let him suit up in the uniform and had the SEC patch already on the jersey. Oh, that's good stuff, man. Yeah. That's cool. I haven't seen it yet. I, I didn't see that. I got to find that. That's it's going to add to it. So – you know, I, I would venture to say Alabama, there would be some players try to bounce out of there because that's not the coach they signed up to play for. And Yeah. Um, they're going to be – they're going to – I wouldn't say damage control, but they're going to do their best to yeah. keep it all Absolutely. together. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, Stevie, we'll follow it, brother. And this is uh, – wow, seismic. Seismic. Nick yeah. Saban calling it quits. I honestly think he's done for good, man. Hey, brother, I appreciate you. No problem, man. No problem at all. Hey, much love to you and the OG Man K boys and the Hargrove family. And whenever in doubt, whenever in doubt, it's always good to talk about it. <laughs>